Hello. Yo. Uh, we're back. We're back on the podcast. Welcome to the Orno podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. Episode number no idea. Today's topic, we kind of wanted to talk about something, you know, um, what's the word? You know, a current, current event. event. Ooh. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. A current event. Um, we both just finished watching the uh, Fire Fest. Fire, 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 fire. Documentary. Um, and we found that so interesting. Um, it was so, stressful. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen it. There's actually two documentaries. We watched the Netflix one. Um, so it might be biased? Well, what I heard was um, the Hulu one has the Billy McFarland interview. Team? No, he's interviewed in the in the Hulu one. And they were told that it was, it was said that he was paid for that interview. In Hulu? Mm-hmm. So most reviews said to watch the Netflix one. Because um, it's less biased? I don't know. They just said it was better production. But then the one, the Netflix one was made by F. Jerry. Mm-hmm. And you said F. Jerry worked for Fire. Yeah, so. To document it. Mm-hmm. That's why they got all that footage, I think. I could be okay. wrong. Anyways. So it pretty much left us with a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, and a lot of themes we wanted to discuss, which I should run by you too. Yeah. Before we start talking about it. No, go but ahead. But for purposes of beginning, um, I'll just go through the summary of if you guys don't know what Fire Festival is, um, <clears throat> just um, listen to me for like a good five minutes. So Fire Festival, um, it was in, I believe, 2017. Um, it's a three-day party to be on a private beach on the island of Great Exuma in the Bahamas. It's supposed to be, it's like a Coachella type party. Yep. Two weekends in 2017, described as an immersive music festival. Um, a host of influencers and models promoted it on social media, uh, like Haley Baldwin, Bieber, now, um, Bella Hadid. Yep, I remember all that. All those people. Um, they're expected, the guests were expected to party on like white sand beaches. Yep. Um, but when they turned up, it was a complete sham. Complete sham. Complete sham. sham. And I remember seeing that on Twitter, too. Me, like, too, as it was happening. Yeah, as it was happening. Yeah. And then, so, what they were told was they were supposed to fly in from Miami on a custom VIP Boeing yep. plane to have this full VIP experience. A private jet. Yeah, but then they waited for hours at the airport, taking school buses and vans. They were on basically a commercial flight. Their luggages were coming from the back of a shipping container, and they were just told, like... Just get it. And get then, it yourself. <laughs> get it yourself. Free for all. Free for all. Um, the ticket cost, I mean, they didn't actually go over, like, how much the tickets were, but they were very expensive. But it was supposed to include, like, gourmet food from this, like, catering group that quit. <laughs> um, yep. And Dude, were, I feel so <laughs> bad for her. Who? The gourmet, the cook, the chef. Oh, yeah. The go. one that they did, that they used instead. Because the... Um, it was supposed oh, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. the oh. star catering group. Yeah, the star catering group, which was like top of the line everything, mm -hmm. right? Sushi chefs. all. Yeah, you just said that. So anyways, yeah, they were given instead. This one was the big one that most people have talked about, like the cheese sandwiches and the salad. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. So I found the price. Yeah. So a ticket for a day, a day mm -hmm. ticket. So it's a multi, like what, two, three days? Mm -hmm. A day is 500 to 1,500. 
And then the VIP package is the one that comes with the tent and you know, I guess the VIP experience is up to 12 grand. Yeah. So they were promised like villas or like suites or tents, but they totally weren't that. Yeah. They also had these wristbands that they were like basically begged by the team to add money in it, at least $3,000. Yeah. As like a, you know, so they don't have to use cash. So anyways, um, back to this. Um, the headliner was like Blink-182, and then they pulled out. Tyga was supposed to be in it. Major Lazer was supposed to be in it. Um, he was doc- He was uh, interviewed. He was. One half um, of Major Lazer. Jillionaire. I don't know his name. Is that his Jillionaire. name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that Millionaire's um, brother? I don't know. I'm just kidding. So then they stayed in the tents um, during the, which were actually the hurricane tents, which was insane. The mattresses were wet from the rain. Then the guests tried going back home, but they were stranded at the airport. No food or water provided. Um, so that was pretty much the festival. Dude, that dude! Imagine being like there was a scene in that documentary where they were complaining when water would arrive. Like yeah. how much more longer until water arrived? And it was like packed room yeah we had barely enough seats people were lying on the ground they looked sweaty hot irritated dude it was not the ideal scene i heard that somebody actually fainted and yeah what do you do in that situation and you're stuck on an island well technically they're not on a secluded island no which yeah which helped yeah we'll kind of get deep into that this is just like the rundown um, if you kind of paid attention to like the main bullet points of it, that's kind of what happened in terms of, um, what happened to the guy. Um, so it was mainly with, um, Billy McFarland, who is this entrepreneur. He's like my age. Yeah. He's one it's year crazy. younger. He was born in 91 or 94. Yeah. 91. He just looked like a complete douche. Anyways. So he's born in 91. He, he, uh, was with Ja Rule and they partnered up. Yeah. And, um, According to Ja Rule, he could, Billy could sell anything. Yeah, and and I mean, I could understand that. Yeah. So what happened to him was in, uh, I think, the next year, 2018, he, Billy, pleaded guilty to two counts of wire fraud. Uh, he made bail and then started this thing called NYC VIP Access, which he had to, he was kind of like the investor of it, but really the brains behind it because, you know, his name was tarnished. Um, but then they found that out. And what v- NYC v- VIP access was, do you want to explain that one? Yeah. So this, dude, what freaking boggles my mind is this was right after he made bail. He decided to do this scam. V- what is called VIP access? Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much a service, dude, which makes it even more crazier. So he used the email list from the Fire Festival event. So he gathered thousands of emails and contacts on there and got that data, used it for VIP access, pushed emails to them promising VIP Coachella tickets, which aren't don't even exist. Like VIP meet and greet with like DJ Khaled, where Khaled didn't even know he had to do that. It was just like all bogus tickets. And so people would um, buy those experiences and... For like thousands of dollars, people were starting to catch the the what he was really doing, and he started getting lots of bad reviews and saying people's orders were not be, being able to be fulfilled. Yeah, 
That's crazy, dude. It's crazy. And then, so they found that out because then he was arrested in 2018, around like June, and he earned $100,000 from selling those tickets. People actually bought them. Ever since I started selling my product on Amazon, the Active Eero, mm-hmm. I, I thought no one would buy that shit, dude. And People once that it. once that first person and it started trickling, I was like, holy shit, dude. The internet is a beast. Yeah, It's dude. like it's bigger and more powerful than what we know unless we actually play in it. And just me having that taste of like selling something online, random ass people from all over the U.S. buying that mm-hmm. product. I was like, dude, this... This is real, dude. And it's crazy because it's just that's just the what is it, the World Wide Web. There's also the Black Web. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. totally the underground. Yeah, I think like, it's like Silk Road or something, right? I don't know. Where they sell like credit cards, um, organs, organs. Yeah, <laughs> organs, drugs, people. people. Yeah. So, yeah. So he got he pleaded guilty, and then. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I just read about this. Um, During his sentencing, his attorney, Billy's attorney, asked the judge to give him a lighter sentence because a psychiatrist uh, wrote a note saying that he has, like, bipolar disorder. Makes total sense, dude. Yeah. And then he was, um, what is it called? He he went to jail. So now he's supposed to, he's in prison for, He's in federal prison for... Six years. So that's just the... The nitty gritty of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's all so much detail. Dude, like. I'm reading that the reason why um, he's not shown on the Netflix one is because Netflix didn't want to pay him. Oh, for sure. They, re- they reached out to him, but he was like, "No, I'll only do it if you pay me." And Netflix didn't want to pay him. Yeah, that's but why who- I mentioned on Hulu because yeah. they they paid him. So it's pretty crazy. I would definitely recommend watching it because, yeah, because we won't go over like all the details. Like you already know how crazy. Yeah. It would be. So what did you feel like you learned from the documentary? Like, what were your takeaways? Because I had a lot of takeaways from it. The biggest thing, dude, is always be ethical. And the truth shall set you free. They had so many chances, especially from, like, the people on their team that they are interviewing. They're like, okay, there's 14 days until the festival. We could come clean now and everybody will, you know, they'll understand and we'll be able to dig ourselves out of this hole. But they're like, nope, let's do it. Keep pushing forward. Keep going. Let's continue to keep lying. They told the truth from the very beginning, dude. They would have been free and clear. Yeah. Well, the thing was is that those guys were so brainwashed by him um, that like they, they had this whole like... Oh my gosh, they were so annoying. He would keep saying no, no. And there's only one guy who I thought was the smartest guy on that team to have left. You know, in the beginning, the guy who who flew his own plane, who yeah. learned it from the no, computer. No, he didn't leave. No, yeah, well, he, he got, got fired. fired. But he was pushing. He he was not like succumbing to that Billy McFarland's like ideas. Like, no, we have to do this. We have to do this. He he was pushing. Which His got own. him fired. Yeah. Like. Yeah, he had a good idea to have a ship docked, a cruise ship yeah. docked. Because that cruise ship has toilets, running water, infrastructure, all right. of that, that the island did not. Yeah. Because, dude, it's a secluded island. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, 
So that's what my biggest takeaway. What about yours? Oh, God, I have so many takeaways. Because I like hella researched it. Dude, just, mine is just be ethical and... Be ethical? And just the truth will always win at the end. Totally agree. I think a lot of my takeaways, um, communication, um, I think there was a big um, disconnect between the marketing team and the operations team. Where... Um, because the marketing team did such a great job marketing that freaking vision. Yeah. They And they had no idea on the other side, like, what was going on with operations. Why there was no communication between the two? Probably because of the guy. No, it's for sure because of the guy. Yeah. The guy was like, okay, stop, take, stop sending in uh, updates to our investors. They're getting scared. Yeah, but that's not, that's not the marketing team. Okay, and also to the marketing team, too. I, I think... I'm for sure he wanted to hold information from them. But that's what I'm, what I'm saying is that, like, in order for that to have been successful, maybe the marketing team would have seen how the operations, that's what they were saying. If they had seen how the operations was doing, then maybe, like, I'm, no, I'm but, thinking but, of it. But at the same time, even if they do see it, they'll be like, oh, dude, Billy, Billy, he's the goat. He got this. I know, I know it's going to come i know he's gonna pull through so i'm gonna keep marking marketing this i'm gonna keep using the only footage we have from like months ago with jaw rule on the actual island which was the issue with them but i'm saying to in order for it to i mean the the big issue was that there was no real communication that's why they weren't successful if it was a different guy like the fire festival could have totally been successful if like that i mean maybe not to that magnitude but if mm -hmm. they like you know scaled it down a little bit it could have been it could have been a little bit better but the fact that the marketing team was brainwashed by the operations team that aka billy aka billy mcfarland that you know everything was going fine like keep going keep going that's how they trusted him and yeah. that's what you're saying yeah but i'm but i'm saying the issue is you know they should have a, had a brain of their own and thought yeah and i'm sure they did or communicate the, yeah that, that's exactly what i said right now <laughs> yeah so that that was like one of my takeaways like how important um communication is between a marketing team versus an operations team kind of reminds me of like your business dude 1000 percent, dude like i'm out there pushing for these hospitals and facilities to use us and then like i so many cases i show up at the place I'm like so gung-ho, hey, I can't, man, I can't wait for you guys to use us, only to find out, oh, we tried calling, but um, you guys, we called, and every time we call, you guys are always busy, and you end up, you know, turning our trips out. I'm like, oh, frick, dude, I just looked hella stupid. It looks like I didn't communicate, or our office didn't communicate that with me, that like a new account that I've been trying to close has already attempted to, to call, but we unfortunately weren't able to deliver. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of comes full circle, like, right? It doesn't matter, like, what kind of business you're doing, but it all comes down to those two teams. But I thought their marketing team did such a good job promoting it. I think they did a really good job. Dude, heck yeah. They're geniuses. I mean, some people won't even think about spending 250000 on Kendall Jenner for a one post, but mm -hmm. they seem to really know the current landscape of the internet and they went all in yeah which brings me to the next point of 
with marketing and operations, sales pitch versus reality, and how that dude, Billy, was essentially manipulating people, which was false advertising, all these consumers to buy his tickets. It's crazy. Oh, God. Okay. So this is what he says. Uh, let me tell you something. We had four containers filled, four 18-wheeler trucks filled with Evian water. But I had left the week before for two days to go to meetings in Bermuda for the America's Cup. And when I came back, I missed the big meeting with Customs. And of course, Customs had said to Billy and the gang, you need to pay us $175,000 in cash today for us to release the water. I went down. Well, Billy called me. I'm going to speak completely, um, you know, this won't go that far, I'm sure. But Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. And I said... Oh my gosh, I've been taking something for the team every day. He said, well, you're our wonderful gay leader, and we need you to go down. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? And I said, Billy, what? He said, Andy, if you will go down and suck Cunningham's dick, who's the head of customs, and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. And I literally... Drove home, took a shower, I, 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 I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. <laughs> but he couldn't have been nicer. And he's like, Andy, listen, I will release all the water. I will let you serve it. But I want to be, want to be one of the first people to be paid this import fee for what you're doing. And I said, okay, great. And I got back. And I had all the water that we needed. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh wow, dude. He prostituted himself, basically. Dude, Billy's a genius, though, thinking He's, about that. Yeah. Like, he knows exactly what the head honcho customs wants. So he got a gay guy and sent, gave it to him in exchange for the release of the water. Like... He's good at finding what people want. No, he is. Yeah, that's the thing people actually don't talk about in the documentary. They talk about what a douche he is because they show a lot of picture or videos of him just riding jet skis, jet skis like drinking yep. and all that. But if you think about it, this dude is an interesting salesman. Like, no, he's, he's the best. He is such a yeah. And that's he's why just people, unethical. Yeah. Yeah. So people believed in him, but some of these people, man, I don't know. Yeah. One thing I um, found interesting um, was the influencers and how they really shape everything and shape business and how big social media has become because of that. Yep. Like one thing I didn't know um, was that because of this, that's why all these Instagrammers do hashtag ad because that's of... That's mandatory. It's a requirement. Right. Because of what they, you know, experience there. Yep. You explained that really well to me when I when I brought that up to you. Um, yeah, well, because of that Firefest incident where all these influencers were able to sell all these tickets pretty much to the Fire Festival um, that pretty much didn't exist. <laughs> Um, instead of like the liability being on them, 
nowadays when a company uses influencers, that influencer in the deal, in the contract, um, they need to put hashtag ads and fully disclose to the general public or their followers that um, they're getting paid by another company to post it. So there's no confusion as to who's responsible if things go to sham. Yeah, so people know they're getting paid for this. So it is for the consumer to decide. Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because at that point, I think they had paid Kendall Jenner $250,000 for one post that she was, you know, that she endorsed it. Yeah. Even though she wasn't even there. Um, but it just turned into this whole fiasco about, like, what really is true. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm personally a skeptic of everything, so. That's good. Even, like. It's just crazy how people, I guess, I can't blame them because at the same time, you still have to do your research, right? But the way he marketed it was really good. And I think there was one point where um, they would comment them, like the logistics team, and was like, why aren't you answering my questions? I don't know, I'm kind of changing the subject. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. But yeah, with the influencers, it... it it's important and how they shape our society now. Yeah. I'm sure they have responsibility too for that because they, that could potentially garnish their brand too as an influencer. Mm-hmm. Who's, who has, well, Ja Rule's brand kind of got all screwed up because of. Speaking of, is that on your list later? Yeah. Why okay. he was not freaking arrested. Okay. One thing also was uh, the theme of survival of the fittest. Did you catch that theme in there? Yeah, that was scary. When the sun came down. Mm-hmm. So right when they got there, they were serving them alcohol to kind of get their minds off of seeing how, how terrible unprepared the whole place was. And then when the sun came down, no light. It was raining or no? Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't raining. It was just like windy. windy. It was super windy. It was everyone for themselves. Some of them had no luggages still. Half the tents were flooded in. Half the tents, the mattresses were wet. So. <laughs> the carpets were soaked. Yeah. So most of the, yeah. So people were sealing dry mattresses, water, anything they can get a hold of, dude. And they were just hoarding it to their tent. And it was a free for all. Yeah, it looked like the apocalypse or something. Yeah. That's so scary. I mean, like, you know, survival, human survival, like, that instinct comes back in when you're not, like, safe, right? Yeah, yeah. You stick with what you got. Yeah. And what you can find. I think one guy said that, oh, we just, we just hustled all the pillows and then we got all the mattresses and we were like, we don't want any neighbors, you know, like. Yeah, because how can you fully trust someone if. You can't even trust the environment that you're in. Exactly. You came to a place that was the complete opposite of what you expected it to be. Yeah. That's so terrible. I can't imagine, like, going to that, thinking that you're going to this, like, Coachella that's ten times better and luxurious. Yeah. It's basically a mix of Coachella and holy shit. Yeah, that's true. Kind of, right? That's true, yeah. And then coming to terrible food... Horrible. Like, I just don't understand how they thought that the original island, the Pablo Escobar island, 
would have held that many people when there's no plumbing. That's why that cruise ship would have been perfect. Yeah, the guy was so smart to think that. Like, yeah. But but the guy was like, oh no, they're gonna party on the beach. <laughs> Who Billy? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but I think, um, or I don't know, my opinion was if if they did a smaller group, like little small excursions, I think that would have been successful. Yeah, it would have. Like that group that went, you know, the influencers that went and stuff. They were saying that was the real fire fest. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was hella fun. Yeah. Like if they did that in small group, they probably could have made money that way in like, you know, smaller scales. Well, that's true. Yeah. I was thinking of it like what would have changed, but then they just like, he made it, I think his ego got big. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to make this the biggest festival ever. Probably dry rule. Had some influence in that too. Ja Rule can, he's a speaker. He's yeah. an influencer. Dude, my favorite, most creepiest scene where I, the moment I thought Ja Rule was like washed and a weirdo yeah. was when he was like, get in the water, get in the fucking water <laughs> to the models, get in the water. Yeah. And the hell of forcing them, the bottle just looked super uncomfortable. Yeah. I know. And then her face, she was like looking to the side, like, she was like, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that was strange. Or when he said, you know, they had that team meeting at the end and... The end of the movie? In the end of the movie, and the guy yeah. was like, isn't that like fraud? fraud? And he's like, no, it's a, it's not fraud. It's a, what did he say? Like, oh, it's he, a, he said a word that's like a synonym for so, fraud, I know, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> it's not fraud. It's uh, something expectation. Yeah. <laughs> expectation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What an insane, like... False event. expectations. Yeah, false... It's false expectations. Yeah. It's, a, it's not fraud. It's a false expectations. <laughs> Dude, Jarrell's takes an L for that. And then he tweets out, because he's trying to prove his innocence, that he was, uh, like, bamboozled. Bamboozled. Scammed. Taken <laughs> advantage of. Led astray. Led astray. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I have a lot of questions for that guy, too. <clears throat> yeah, but, you know, I found it interesting how Netflix didn't show him towards the end of it. it um, probably because he didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Interesting. He didn't want to get exposed. And I just looked it up, too. Party goers, festival goers did not get their money back yet. At all? Nope. At all. No way. Yeah. I think only, like... Two people did, and it's because they had a lot of money to file a lawsuit. Uh, oh, because the one guy who had a lawyer, right? Yeah. There was that one dude. Yep. And Dang. he was able to get money. And it just goes to show, like, the um, like our generation, because that's, that's kind of our generation, the millennials, that, and then a little bit older, that, like, yeah. bought all those tickets just to have a good time. The importance of having a good time and partying with friends and living this luxurious lifestyle. And then it's funny how it spins off, like, oh, my gosh, it's the worst idea ever. But then you think about it and you're like, these people spent, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. Grand to 25. Right. And then they complained about how horrible it was. But, like, at the same time, like, it's hard not to judge them when you can spend that much money on a festival. Then you can spin it off by saying like, well, you know, it's all about the experience, you know. Cause to it, each their own. To each their own. But it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, 
if you, from a marketing standpoint, that is a gold mine list that he has. He has all the rich l- losers that are vulnerable and that are willing to buy. Yeah. Um, because they have the money. They have the money, and yeah, and then they were they wanted to be with the models. Most people bought it because they wanted to be with the, the models. models. That's a goal. I wonder how he even... Oh, he got that list from Magnesis. Because right. for Magnesis, you have to have like... It's like getting a black American Express black card. And you'll be part of the club. Yeah. That VIP club you get to go to. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of perks and stuff. But even I read about Magnesis and they didn't even get those perks. Like it was just like... It, it was, was basically the NYC VIP access but into a credit card. Yeah. So it's like, you know, on Chase sometimes or American Express, you can get discounts on, you know concerts and stuff it essentially was like that yeah so i think amex sued them too i think so too i just i i don't know what a crazy dude i wonder if he grew up rich that's also what because he was found interesting because he was probably in that circle of super rich people and like of that super rich people i'm sure he's bound to meet like the losers he's talking about that are vulnerable Probably these rich. His demographic was also like those. Probably the rich boys that stay at home. Yeah. With his parents, because I don't know what his parents do. I think they're like real estate. I read they were real estate people, probably. or at least the dad. And um, when he got arrested, he ended up living in his parents' basement. And they live in Jersey or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like the parents' basement. But then he got out on bail, and then he was living in this penthouse. You know, yep. when he started NYC mm-hmm. VIP access and. Remember that dude was like, how he living in this, like, when he's, you know, about to get into jail. But then it shows his, like, rich boy mentality. He's like, I'm not going to jail. So they never talk about his um, childhood. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it was. You know, maybe they didn't have, he had absent parents. Like, the psychology of him is interesting. The way he is, yeah. How he came to be the way he is. Yeah, I don't want to know that. Yeah, like, what, what did his parents, like, freaking tell him? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> they probably, she probably had a sales pitch for them, too. Reality just smacked him. Yeah, and karma. Oh, I found also that the actual estimated cost for the festival was 12 mil. Yeah, and they were all paid back. The investors were the first to get paid back. Oh, of course. Before the actual party goer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ja, I want Ja Rule to, to make a statement, dude. I, th- I feel like if he does, if he does it's going to be a total L. Yeah. What already is? <sighs> I think we, yeah. We're just left with more unanswered questions. Until I know. Until Ja Rule says something. Yeah. And see what else. Because then I think there's one other guy that is being sued. I don't know. Who? There's a lot of people on that team. I, I just don't know why they're also not at fault, I guess. I mean, obviously the head honcho is Billy McFarlane. But all those other people involved, like in Jerry Media, like, did they take a hit? No, they're just document <clears throat> documenting the things. They're, oh, they're a vendor. Oh, they were just the vendors. Okay. Yeah. So our big facts of the day are always do your research. I do our, our read the fine print. Yeah, read the fine print. So thanks guys for listening to this 
Fire podcast, about <laughs> the Fire Fest, featuring Billy McFarland and Ja Rule and Andy. At the Orno podcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any specific questions for Andre, then his Instagram handle is at Andre Kamaisa. A N D R E C A M A I S N D A. Yeah, and his is public. So then if you see like his tech photos, you'll probably find mine too. <laughs> <laughs>